S. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk for this Tuesday afternoon. For those that are missing Monty, he's feeling better. He's had a dose of the, uh, the bad stuff, but uh, he says he's okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to have him on by phone Thursday. On, But uh, sadly, Dick, they're having to listen to me all week long. Those are, are faithful listeners. Dick Palmer on the other side. Uh, welcome in, and thanks for coming. I know, I know the listeners to uh, All Sports Talk are... <clears throat> have a lot of endurance. <laughs> Dick, we talked just coming in to the studio here uh, about Tennessee Tech and, and mentioned that mo- most of our listeners, Dick, are probably in the age range that they understand the Middle Tennessee Tech rivalry once upon a time. But for, for those that weren't around here for the past 20 years, it's hard for them to imagine that Middle Tennessee and Tennessee Tech were bitter rivals and played for years and years and years and uh, had some big stuff going on. More than bitter rivals, I would say. <laughs> and, uh, of course, those were OVC days, which, Dick, every now and again I have someone say, you know what, I'm not sure we should have ever left the OVC. And <laughs> uh, in, in some ways that's true. That uh, In some ways it's certainly not. Chris Pissarro will actually be on with me tomorrow, and we'll kind of rehash that very thing. It's easy to look back in the in the back background of things. And, uh, of course, Conference USA – uh, has not been quite the little league we hoped that it would have been. It's uh, clearly uh, not the, the same school the conference it was when Louisville and Cincinnati and Memphis and those schools were in, were there. But a uh, lot of those schools were there the first year that we were in there, and then uh, yeah, most of them left. Sure, it, it all changed a bunch, bit. Uh, high school basketball, of course, is on tonight at uh, 5.50. We'll get off the air so we can make way for what's taking place in region tournament play. and Division two tournaments are play, being played at Tennessee Tech. Tech uh, Dick is the uh, headmeister of the uh, radio crew that gets the, all the state tournament games out to the, the folks along TWSAA network and so forth and uh, schedules those things and Tennessee Tech this year hosting for the first time and I guess ever because Lipscomb was not able to, to host or felt like they might not be able to host. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Lipscomb, uh, Lipscomb kind of opted out this year. I expect it will be back there uh, before too long, but uh, it's a good, good thing they found uh, another home and did it pretty quickly to line up the, uh, the Tennessee Tech. Well, the two things – Three things about Tennessee Tech that I'm sure were, were 
attracted TWSAA when they started looking. Number one had to be they already hold football there. Correct. They, they they know the people there. They, the people understand the, the process. That helped an awful lot. Of course, uh, the Evelyn Center is a nice big arena, and, and it's a college atmosphere, which I think the kids are look, looking for. Well, and, it used to be called the Temple of Doom, but uh, then they they finally got around to putting in some good lights. They kind of brighten <laughs> things, brighten things up up there. You know, I saw something on on Facebook not too long ago uh, about the fight. Oh my! Or, or the fights well, I, that uh, I, occurred I, in uh, basketball between the two schools, and those uh, video of those things are still on Facebook. You can you can look it up and. Well, no, was that Dick? The, the, the one where they ended up with Mike Caldwell and, and uh, another football player or two ended up dressing out the next day because Middle only had five players available to play. Yep. And, uh, in, in fact, forfeited one game to Tennessee State, if you recall. I don't recall that, but I don't doubt that one bit. Yeah. That was been the next game. Oh, well, the- and wasn't the, wasn't the, the uh, fullback that ended up playing at Seattle that dressed out too? I trying to call his name. Uh, Tony Burse. Burse. I think I'm right there. But, uh, Dick, I, what I do remember for sure when I went into the Murphy Center and saw these two guys in basketball uniforms, they all but popped the buttons on those things. They look like oh, football my players. gosh. <laughs> I thought they're going to take care of the paint now. Don't you know, my, I think Mike Caldwell was, was perhaps an all-state basketball player. Oh, sure, player. sure. It's not unusual at all. So, but let's, let's be real clear. If you don't practice – basketball for three or four years and uh even if you do uh, the level of competition was a good bit different but yeah they held their own yeah uh, they did <laughs> i can say they they patrolled the inside pretty good shape so th- there was the uh there was the fight at the murphy center and then there was the fight at tech when both teams had to exit the floor at halftime through the same exit and that's when that broke out. You know that ramp down. At I, the, oh, I do. I absolutely do. Sure. Down at the end of the gym, and and it, both teams have to have to go to their respective locker rooms through the same ramp, and uh, there wasn't enough room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking back. Mike Buck, I know, was part of that uh, fight process here at Murphy Center. So that would he. I know he played in '89. As a matter of fact, did he play in '89? He played a great. Great, great second half, maybe as good a second half of any Blue Raider ever in the NCAA tournament. And Albert beat Florida State by himself. Yep. With uh, six three pointers. Three pointers raining from all over. So Mike Buck, I, know, I remember, was part of the fight, so it had to be during that, that time period. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a break. We're going to come back and see if we can't talk about stuff that's a little bit more <laughs> topical. We've got plenty to do right here on All Sports Talk. We'll be right back. And the Blue Raiders win again. Man, I really need to get some new MT gear. Where are you going? I thought I'd go to the bookstore. Bookstore? I thought you wanted gear. Businesses always put what they're most proud of in their name. So where do you go? Raider Tees. They have tees, polos, hats, chairs, tents, artwork, everything blue for the true Blue Raider fan. They're just off Broad Street behind Chewy's Restaurant on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees. Bigger, better, and go blue. 
In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. All with the service stock, you get from State Farm, Radio, you w- might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-893-1417-615-
and uh, Alexis Whittington can even go in and play play post and if does, she needs yeah. to. Yeah, uh, and clearly they they've manned it well. But I, I, I look at the three point shooters that we have on this basketball team, and it, when they don't have to double down on the post, which they typically don't have to do right now because you don't have a true post. You don't have Alicia Clark down in the, right. there, or Alex Johnson, or so many that. Alex, you couldn't leave her one-on-one with anybody defensively. If they, oh, no. she got it on the block, she was going to score. So somebody had to double down on her, which meant if she kicked it back out, somebody was going to be open. Middle doesn't have that luxury much this year, which means the three-point shooters don't have quite as much daylight as they would like to have. You're you're right about that. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. They do have uh, a couple of young ladies who have played inside and are true post players. Uh, the the uh, Young lady from Russia, uh, Koslova, has uh, has had some good minutes. Rella Booth came in uh, Saturday. You didn't see the Saturday game. She not. came in Saturday sure. and and hit uh, three straight shots from the post that really uh, we were we were uh, in a deficit at the time. It really helped bring the team back and and she she provided a spark. I think uh, she'll be uh, she'll be one of the keys in the tournament. She has great offensive skills. That's easy to see. Uh, she she never really fully recovered. It appears for me to, from her leg injury. Uh, she carries a little bit more baggage on her uh, in her uniform than I'm sure that they'd like to have, which makes her some, sometimes a bit of a defensive liability. Is what I see. Well, yeah, all of that. But she's worked very hard to, to get back, and uh, she's going to graduate she's in like May. A good, great kid, right? She she was honored on senior senior night Saturday because she's going to graduate in May and is is not planning to come back to use her extra year. So uh, this this will be her last uh, shot at it. I think she'll make the most of it. Well, as I said, she you can see clearly the offensive skills. Five years ago, Dickie, she was one of the top players in the country. Uh, and just never able to quite recover from that leg injury, and, and it's too bad. But to her credit, she's she's gotten through the two years, and as you say, at, at times she can be a great force. And yeah, if you need some instant offense, you got to put her in because she's got a chance to make some plays that nobody else can do on, yeah, on that basketball also, team. She could also get on the boards pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, so th- this week, the, the makeup games with Marshall will be played Thursday and Friday. Those are backed up that one day, so they can try to get a little extra time in or a little more time in before headed to Texas for the tournament next week. Yeah, because uh, only a limited number of teams have makeup games this weekend, and the Thursday-Friday deal was decided early to give them an extra day before they have to uh, get ready for the tournament. But a lot of teams have already concluded their season, and they will have uh, the luxury of having, well, some extra extra practice time or extra rest time or whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. I think a lot of coaches might might prefer having good competition before they right before they go into the tournament. Well, the first game for middle will be what day next week? Be Thursday. So they're going to play on Friday. So they, that's six days. That's plenty of time to get ready for a tournament. Yeah, I think so. Tournament. I mean, I think... I, I, as a matter of fact, Dick, if they didn't have that, that would be 13 days. That's that's sometimes too long. I, yeah, and you saw what happened. I after, did see Friday. I made that comment Friday night. You can see the 20, rust on that bunch. Twenty day layoff yeah, between yeah. games, and uh, uh, they just uh, they just didn't seem to be uh, to be focused or in the game at all. Even at halftime, when they were ahead, it was a struggle. Chances are pretty good. Uh, a recruit or two for MTSU's women's team uh, will be playing in state tournament. Uh, Macon County for sure, 
Uh, he's got a shot to be there. I think I'm not sure if White County maybe was not eliminated already. I had to look and see, but uh, two kids there, and then she, coach has a young lady from Alabama. I'm wanting to say Huntsville, but am I right about that? That, that area, yes. That's coming in for next year, and uh, and, and then you have told me off air uh, that uh, we have a transfer player that's here practicing that's sitting out her year from young Virginia lady who uh, is coming in as a uh, transfer from Virginia Commonwealth. And uh, she's uh, she's an outside player, about six two, and uh, I've seen her in practice. Uh, she seems to to hold her own well against uh, some pretty good players. <laughs> Nick McDevitt and the men's team have not fared as nearly as well. I know you don't get to see them play at all. I guess I've not seen them all season. Most of us have not really. Uh, I'm I'm not one to jump on and, and watch the computer game. It just doesn't appeal to me a lot. Uh, I'm not one to really watch a lot of games on television, frankly. If it's my team, uh, it just doesn't seem – I want to be in the arena uh, to see them. So I haven't seen, seen them play uh, but twice all year long. and uh, They're going to finish their sixth, I think, in the in the standings at this particular point in time. And, and they're finished, I believe. They're, they're no games to play. No, they've got uh, two games with uh, Florida Atlantic in, uh, in Boca Raton okay. on Thursday and Friday. So those were two games that were postponed during the season. So – uh, everybody's going to the tournament this year, so our men will be going to the tournament and probably playing on a Tuesday night in what they would call generally call a play-in game. We saw last weekend, for example, what a lower-tier team can do against an upper-tier team for sure because ODU came into Murfreesboro, uh, I think sitting six out of seven teams in the, in the conference, and uh, easily could have walked away with two wins. They got one of them, and, and my guess coming in, off the record, the coach would have said, you know, if we can go to Murfreesboro and win one game, we'd be delighted to do it. And so they were playing with house money Saturday night, and all but got it done then, Dick. It was three minutes – well, with a minute to go, was, the game was still in the balance. Certainly with three minutes to go, it was. I think a three-pointer by Deja Clark – Deja Cage uh, – Gave us a one-point lead with what a minute and a half to go, something like that. Yeah, it was right down to the right down to the nitty-gritty on on Saturday. Um, but uh, this team we've got coming in Thursday and Friday is an interesting team. Marshall. Marshall has split every Sun Belt, uh, not Sun Belt conference. Did, USA. did we talk about Sun Belt we, earlier? Yeah, every conference did. USA uh, doubleheader that they've played except one, uh, they lost two to Charlotte, which is a pretty good team, early in the season. They split with Rice. They're the only team to beat Rice in the conference all season. They split with North Texas, which is number two team in the West. They split with UTEP, which is number three team in the West. They split with everybody else they've played. So they're coming in here uh, uh, feeling probably pretty good about themselves. Good enough. Uh, unusual Saturday night, Dick. I think a streak. I believe I'm right in saying the streak was broken with Anastasia Hayes. The first time she did not reach the 20, more, 20 point mark all season long. If she'd hit her free throws, she would have. She made would it. have. Yeah, she missed two or three in in the, the late stages of the game, didn't she? You know, I when the game when they were fouling intentionally with about thirty seconds to play, yeah. and they were foul, they fouled Anastasia twice. She hit the first. And I'm not sure that she didn't miss both those second shots intentionally, just to let the clock run. Sure. Uh, that was my that was my thinking anyway, because 
when the and we didn't have any rebounders down there. All our rebounders were back on the defensive end. So I think she missed those free throws just so that uh, they would get the ball and the clock would be running down. She's had a ter- terrific I don't know year. that for sure. But She's that had was a just, terrific year, hasn't she? She, she, is, she, is, she is just uh, uncanny around the goal within five feet of how she can get shots up and around and under people and uh, stay under control. I tell you, if you, she, is, she is so good that if you double-team her, she's still got the advantage. <laughs> Because if she doesn't make the and basket, she's an unselfish player too. She'll she'll pass the basketball. Leads, so you, she you, leads the league in assist. Yeah, it leads, and not only is she she's a good defensive player, she leads the league in steals. She's just got such great court awareness that uh, she'll come out of nowhere and steal a pass and be off for a layup. I found it very fun Friday night as they introduced the players. The first three players were introduced from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. From Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Of course, they could have gone ahead and said from Murfreesboro, Riverdale, <laughs> Tennessee. All three of those kids. Plus, there's one more. Uh, the, the second uh, Whittington twin is also on the right. basketball team. And, uh, of course, those were some terrific Riverdale teams. And, and speaking of which, Riverdale is still alive. And uh, you, you, even though they seeded third out of the district, this district's so good, Dick. Being third is no nothing to apologize about, and they've got a, They've always got a shot. Riverdale and Blackman tonight at Blackman, and uh, Brian and uh, the crew will have uh, that game as well as the uh, boys' game following Riverdale and, and Coffee County. So should be a should. Be, I hope they. Uh, I'm, did I say Riverdale? I meant Blackman and Coffee County. Blackman boys, uh, but you've got uh, you've got <clears throat> teams with with uh, with great. Uh, with great history, uh, great tradition, playing tonight. Both Riverdale, well, Riverdale and Blackman. Blackman girls. One of those teams will not be playing anymore. One of them will move on to Substate with a chance to get to Murphy Center. They both can't. And and I mentioned Oakland finished second. They're they're the ones the odd team out of that whole bunch. But Dick, they've got they've got a shot to keep on moving. And the, the three teams are all good enough to get there. Uh, sometimes the districts are imbalanced that way, and that's just the way it goes. So we'll just have to look at it and see what happens. Yeah, Oakland be—they'll uh, be on the road tonight. I think is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, they gotta go to... He's got to go. Yeah, got. We're getting the nod of approval. That they, they, they go to Coffee County, right? Yeah, which is Coffee County's like I think they're about fourth or fifth in the last AP polls, but. Speaking of which, and we'll take a break. Uh, looking at scores last night, Bradley Central, who has dominated down that direction last night, Dick won by one point. They all but got beat by Cookville. Cookville is in the same district with Stone Memorial, who won, and Stone Memorial is a very good basketball team. So whoever comes out of this region is going to have a really tough battle to go against, but, but so will they. Should be a good state tournament. Should be. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with uh, Chip Walters and the Blue Raider Insider Report. Traffic's horrendous when the weather's bad. Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSRadio.com. 
Good afternoon, and all in all, not too bad. Coming down to 24 right now as we check it out live. All that traffic flow eastbound here coming past Sam Ridley Parkway on 24, continuing back in and through Rutherford County towards Manchester. Watch your speed. Check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich now available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. In retirement, it's all about income. Your money, making money. Learn how it's done with Retirement Income Solutions Radio. With Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter, Saturdays at noon and Sunday afternoons at 1. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Parks Auction, we handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, man, Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Let's talk Blue Raider golf. They are champions once again, collecting a third consecutive team title this afternoon in the Southern Invitational at 21 under par, 843. Their three-round totals, 281 on day one, 291 on the second round, and finishing strong at 271 today. Middle Tennessee was pushed all day long and responded to the pressure with a 17-under par round, which ranks as the second-best round in program history to hold off second-place VCU on the tournament's final day as the two squads battled all around until MT pulled away in the final holes. All six Blue Raiders finished even par or better on the week, giving head coach Mark McIntyre six players tied for 16th or better in the field of 69 golfers. True freshman Owen Stamper caught fire on Tuesday, vaulting into a tie for fourth place with a spectacular round of seven under par 65, the third lowest round in Blue Raider history, and that finished the week at five under par 211. Stamper was matched with graduate transfer Connor McKay, who has now posted six consecutive rounds under par 
with two top five finishes to start the spring. He finished this tournament at 2-11. Gavin Clements made the Blue Raiders three in the top ten as he turned in a two-under-par 214 effort on the week. Tanner Owens was at 215. Michael Bernard also at 215 were two of three golfers to share 13th place uh, on the week at one under par. Bernard bounced back from a five over par 77 on Monday to fire a five under par 67 on Tuesday. Middle Tennessee second true freshman in the lineup, Kevin Jiggers, uh, finished with an even par 54 hole scorecard 216 in just his second collegiate tournament after moving to the U.S. from his home country of Estonia just six weeks ago. The team titles at the Intercollegiate at the Grove, the Reigns Company Intercollegiate, and Southern Invitational give Middle Tennessee three wins in a single season and three consecutive team wins for the first time since the 2010-11 season. So congratulations to Coach Mark McIntyre and the Blue Raider golf team. Let's turn to basketball. The uh, Interesting note that the NIT this year will be played uh, in uh, in the North Texas area. As a matter of fact, Conference USA and the University of North Texas will host the event. It will be played at two different arenas, one in Frisco, Texas, and one, uh, the other uh, arena will be the Super Pit at the University of North Texas. All 16 teams uh, will play in that event and will be uh, in a bubble for the NIT. So that's some interesting news there. All right, in Blue Raider basketball, last night our final coaches shows of the year as the final regular season week of competition comes up. The Lady Raiders will be at home on Thursday night and Friday night. Remember that Thursday night and Friday night as they take on uh, Marshall in a makeup series from uh, a few weeks ago where the Blue Raiders had COVID issues within the program. The Blue Raider men's team will be on the road at FAU, also making up uh, the New Year's weekend series with the uh, with the Owls, where the Blue Raiders were set to travel and uh, ended up with a couple of positive test uh, the morning that they were scheduled to travel. So the Blue Raiders and Lady Raiders playing their final regular season matchups before they head into the conference tournament. Uh, it will begin with six, seven games, both men and women, on Tuesday night. Then the main draw begins on Wednesday. That will be at the Star at Frisco, which is the Dallas Cowboys training facility. All right, that is it for today. We'll, take, uh, we'll have another update for you coming up tomorrow. Feeling stuck in a state of compensation stagnation? You know, another year without a raise. Then let me, State Farm Agent Deb Ensel in Shelbyville, help you get to a better state with discount double check that can stretch your hard-earned dollars a little further. I'll go through your car insurance to make sure you're getting all the discounts you deserve. Sounds good? Then get your budget to a better state by calling me, State Farm Agent Deb Ensel in Shelbyville, today at 931-684-5274. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? 
Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Dick Palmer in studio today with me on All Sports Talk. Dick, as a broadcaster this year, it's been different. Everything's been different for sure. Share with us a little bit of what it's like to broadcast someplace besides courtside, which is I don't think you've been courtside all year long, have you? Have been. I was courtside at Western Kentucky. Okay. But uh, they moved us up to the track level at the Murphy Center. It's a nice setup up there. It's a little dark. I had to go to Walmart and buy another lamp. They provided me one lamp, but it wasn't. <laughs> I had to go go pick up another one uh, so I could uh, read what I had written out before. But anyway, it's uh, it's not bad. It's it's a little difficult sometimes picking up the opposing players that you're not accustomed to seeing uh you know your own players sure so uh, and and playing a two-game series by the time we get to the second game you know you know you know both teams but uh, both visiting radio and home radio are up there as well as the uh the tv folks uh for the games that are being telecast on either the conference network or on ESPN so they're they're also upstairs uh, I understand at the uh, state tournament all the broadcasters are going to be down at floor level which it's good uh, the only th- the only thing I don't like at floor level is uh, the official standing right in front of me when I'm trying to call a play and completely blocking blocking out either a, a good rebound or a good shot or something like that but they do it on purpose dick i've, I've heard them say that before i know they do yeah <laughs> they, they pick out those spots let's get in front of this guy where he can't see <laughs> but anyway uh that part of it i don't miss but it's not bad and then on the uh i've only done two road road games i did one at western kentucky and uh or actually did two at western kentucky and one at Birmingham, I drove to both of those venues, did not travel with the team. But the others we've done uh, off of a big screen TV sitting over at the Hall of Fame building. And that was a little bit of a, a new experience. I'm sure it was. It had to be. That, well, you didn't pull a Harry Carey or anything, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> most, well, people, most people understand what I'm talking about, by the way. But... Uh, uh, it was real. It was very difficult for me to pick up uh, uh, the other team's players that way because of the distance and and the fact that a lot of times when you're seeing a team for the first time, you kind of have to go by numbers and and some of the numbers were not very legible. I know the players have missed and worked their way through the idea that there's not a lot of noise in the stands as it typically is. From a broadcast standpoint, how much do you miss that? No, I, it, it doesn't affect me at all. Not really. I, I'm, I miss the excitement of the home crowd. Yeah, no doubt about that. In fact, it was good to have, have fans. In fact, I could hear you yelling in the background uh, Friday. <laughs> it was good to have our fans back in the building for the first time this year. Someone uh, mentioned on a, one of the national radio shows that I listened to going back and forth in the car 
that March Madness this year is going to be so much different because those games like Middle Tennessee and Michigan State, when the underdog team begins to get some momentum, everybody in the arena except people wearing green for Michigan State were pulling for the Raiders, and that happens a lot of times. And it really makes for some high drama when that goes on. That That's not going to occur this time. No, we were on the road, uh, I never, never shall forget, uh, when that game was played, and we were at a sports bar watching the – the men play. Yes. And uh, there were several of us with the women's team who were there watching. And the sports bar, everybody was quite amazed that one table was going crazy over there. <laughs> in what city were you in? You know, I don't remember. I th- it must have been Texas, I, I guess. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I, just... I, I really don't remember. But uh, well, I was actually working the PA for the girls' state tournament at that time, and and young man next to me had his phone, and he when we'd get a timeout, we'd sit and watch the phone. And at first, you know, when I thought seventeen to two, my gosh, I, I think that's the first score I saw yeah. that we were up seventeen to two, and I thought, oh my gosh, that, that can't be. And then it stayed there and stayed. Dick, everyone, I'm sure, expected. Michigan State to finally just overtake the middle. And when they got close in the second half within 10 or 12 minutes to go, the game got down to four or five points, which is where it's typically going to be no matter what the score was early on. Middle absolutely never crumbled. Played, I made the comment to someone that Michigan didn't lose that game. Middle Tennessee won it, which is the way you really love to do it. You know, everybody fills out a, a bracket. Everybody that's a real basketball fan fills out a bracket. Sure. For the for the national recreational purposes only. I had Michigan State winning the national championship. <laughs> a lot year. of people did. <laughs> they were number two seed, but uh, probably, according to the prognosticators, the best number two seed that had been maybe in there for a while. Yep. And. Predictably, they had also said Middle Tennessee may be one of the best 15 seeds, and that turned out to be quite true, obviously, uh, in the case. Uh, so those kinds of thrills, and we'll see the same thing in state tournaments, Dick. If someone hits a buzzer beater, the, the drama that would exude from the crowd, whatever it happens to be, is going to be a little bit absent this time, even though there's going to be about, I think, 1,000 fans allowed to be in the arena. So 1,000 people can make some noise. Let me tell you about uh, Blue Raider baseball quickly before we have to get off here. Uh, they will travel for the first time this season to Mobile to play an old Sunbelt opponent, South Alabama. Very good team. And the games will be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday game will be on internet only. Bob Jamison is uh, going to call the games. And then Saturday will be uh, here on radio at 2 or a little before 2 and Sunday at 1. So uh, that's, the, that's the schedule for our men. Uh, going down there 5-2 and two for their first road trip of the season. WGNS prides itself on covering sports as no other does in the state, uh, I'd say, or certainly no, no other in the mid-state. But when you do that and you've got really good basketball teams, especially on the high school side, that, that play and play and play, and baseball season comes in, you just can't get it all on. No, very difficult. And uh, – in fact, Brian is will have to be streaming. I, I assume Thursday and Friday on the uh, on the high school games. Well, they'll be covered for sure, and WGNS.com is the way to check out the schedule that's there and all those kinds of things. That uh, if you want to keep up with what's taking place, basketball tonight again at 5:50. We're going to get off the air here about five minutes to get clear of that. Uh, as Blackman, uh, they they are 
the only team with two teams left, right? Oakland girls, Riverdale girls are playing, and uh, then uh, Siegel boys, who are what uh, I think third in the state, upset by Blackman. No, no uh, huge surprise there, even though Siegel clearly had to be favored. Uh, Dick, those two teams could meet again. You think? Oh, I think it's it's extremely possible. I think we still have a team from Eagleville in, don't we, uh, Jake? The boys, yeah. And uh, Providence Christian School, by Providence the way, we want to them. They're playing uh, for a state championship beginning be on in Thursday the, in the state tournament in Cookville, uh, starting Thursday. In fact, I think they play in that first session. Not, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but uh, yeah, they'll be they'll they'll put up a good show. And I think Central Magnet boys are still uh, still alive in in the region. We got a lot of teams, you know, Dick. A lot of good coaches around. We we talked with Dick, Jeff Jordan about that yesterday, and uh, uh, such great competition, and and it just keeps on going. Uh, that that business about we're going to water this thing down with more more schools we add just hadn't quite taken taken hold, has it? I tell you, talk, you talked about WGNS and their and their coverage of sports and everything. Brian Brian Barrett has one of the most difficult jobs in scheduling uh, these these events, but. They also do a great job. They can only be at one place at one time. But Brian and and his uh, network of uh, cronies. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say associates. They they do a great job covering the teams that they're not broadcasting because they have people at at those gyms uh, feeding them scores and information and that sort of thing. And and uh, so if, you know if you want to know. If you're if you're listening to a to an Oakland game, you want to know what Riverdale's doing. He'll have somebody there to uh, to call that in and, and keep you updated on those scores. We're all thrilled that state tournament basketball appears it's going to get to the finish line again this time. Yeah, you know it's a little bit different. They're going to have uh, they're going to have three two game sessions a day with about thirty minutes between where they'll empty the gym, bring in the next crowd, and. Uh, they will not be all six games back to back to back as they as they've done it in the past. It'll be two games, a break. You know, two games. A we break. mentioned yesterday, and I'll mention it again. Getting a ticket's not going to be easy. There's a thousand tickets per session, and most of those go to the schools. And so, if you've got a school involved, you need to call that school and see if you can get in line and maybe get a ticket if that's what you want to do. I guess I don't. I don't really know, but. Uh... Yeah, you better know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I would think. All right, let's go ahead and get out of the way. And uh, it's set for high school basketball. Dick Palmer with me. I appreciate that very much. Tomorrow, Chris Massaro, athletic director from Middle Tennessee, will be my guest at 5 o'clock on All Sports Talk. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.